There is things that go bump in the night. Welcome to Ghost Stories and the Unusual Paranormal Podcast with your host Joe the Ghost God. Afternoon, good evening, wherever you are across the country and around the world. You are listening to Ghost Stories and the Unusual Paranormal Podcast. I'd like to uh, wish you, everyone, a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I know you're with your friends and family, and I'm hoping you guys are able to uh, listen to this special podcast tonight. And uh, I want to uh, thank you, all of you, for my wonderful wish here to entertain all of you guys across the country and around the world on this wonderful, special Thanksgiving day. And I want to welcome you to this episode, and I want to thank you for tuning in on this special episode. And for all of my family and to all of you, I hope you have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving. And let's get on with this wonderful show that we're preparing for you today. You know, what what are we thinking as far as, you know, Thanksgiving? You know, we think of turkey and... You know, the the mashed potatoes, uh, whatever have you guys. Uh, Ham, some people do ham instead of turkey, um, pies, etc. But what happens about the, what happened on the first Thanksgiving that marks this wonderful day? Well... We're going to share a little light on this subject right now. This is why we celebrate this wonderful holiday as what it is today, a day of thanks. The Native Americans and early settlers gave thanks together on this historic feast. On the fourth Thursday of November, people in the United States celebrate Thanksgiving on a national holiday honoring the early settlers and Native Americans who came together to have a historic feast. And long before the settlers came to the east coast of the United States, the area was inhabited by many Native American tribes. The area surrounding the site of the first Thanksgiving, now known as southeastern Massachusetts and the eastern Rhode Island had been the home of the Waccamauk people for 12,000 years and had been visited by other European settlers before the arrival of the Mayflower in 1620. The native people knew the land well and had fished, hunted, and harvested for thousands of generations. The people who comprised of the Plymouth colony were a group of English 
Protestants called Puritans who wanted to break away from the Church of England. These separatists initially moved to Holland, but after 12 years of financial problems, they received funding from the English merchants to sail across the Atlantic Ocean in 1620 to settle in a new, new world, carrying 101 men, women, and children. The Mayflower traveled the ocean for 66 days and was supposed to land where where the New York New York City is now located, but windy conditions forced the people to cut the trip short and settle what is now Cape Cod, Massachusetts. As Puritans prepared for winter, they gathered anything they could find, including Wampanoag supplies. One day, Somerset, a leader of the Ababinski people, and Tresquantum, Tresquantum, better known as Squanto, visited the settlers. Squanto was a Wampanoag who, in, who had experience with other settlers and knew English. Squinto helped the settlers grow corn and use fish to fertilize their fields. After several meetings, a former agreement was made between the settlers and the native people, and in March 1621, they joined together to protect each other from other tribes. One day that fell that fall, four settlers were sent to hunt for food for harvest celebration. The Wampanoag heard gunshots and alerted their leader, Manasat, who thought the English might be preparing for war. Manasat visited the English settlement with ninety of his men to see if the war rumor was true. As soon after their visit, the Native Americans realized that the English were only hunting for the harvest celebration. Manasat sent some of their own men to hunt deer and for the feet of deer for the, the for the feast. And for three days, the English and Native men, women, and children ate together. The milk was considered of deer, corn, shellfish and roasted meat, different from today's traditional Thanksgiving feast. They played ball games, sang and danced. Although prayers and thanks were probably offered at the 1621 harvest gathering, the first recorded religious Thanksgiving day in Plymouth happened two years later in 1623. On this occasion, the colonists gave thanks to God for rain after two months of drought. Puritans were often thought of having silver buckles on their shoes and wearing somber black clothing. Their attire was actually bright and cheerful with no shoe buckles. The Native Americans actually did not wear woven blankets on their shoulders and large feathered headdresses. 
even though some artworks display this, and though today we might refer to, Pier to the Puritans as pilgrims, the, eight, the Englishmen did not call themselves that. The peace between the Native Americans and the settlers lasted for only a generation. The Wampanoag people did not share in the popular reverence for a traditional New England Thanksgiving. For them, the holiday was a reminder of betrayal and bloodshed. Since 1970, many Native people have gathered at the statue of Mosset in Plymouth, Massachusetts each Thanksgiving day to remember their ancestors and the strength of the Wampanoag. In the 19th century, the modern Thanksgiving holiday started to take shape. In 1846, Sarah Josephina Hale, editor of the magazine called Gadley's Ladies Book, compared the annual national Thanksgiving holiday, but it wasn't until 1863 when then President Abraham Lincoln declared two national Thanksgivings, one in August to commemorate the Battle of Gettysburg during the Civil War, and the other on, the, on November to give thanks for the general blessing, its second one we celebrate today. Now, yes, that's mostly what we celebrate, and we think for you know all the other Puritans that came over to celebrate. But like everything else, you know, the Puritans end up bringing you know bringing a lot more with them. And later on in the uh, 1600s, you know, later in the Massachusetts. We end up uh, we end up getting uh, some people that end up breaking off from the uh, Englishmen or the Puritans, and they had their own little private war uh, called the Salem Witch Trials, and which killed a lot of men, women, and children. And you know we have you know have that bloody. Uh, you know, thing that we have, you know, in our history. But what happens, I mean, we, th we think that for this uh, Thanksgiving, but let's go behind the uh, first Thanksgiving. And let's go a little bit before, you know, the Puritans guy here. You know, let's, uh, you know, even when, you know, an institution of America from uh, Russian Turkey, uh, pumpkin pie, uh, to the immigrants crossing the table, uh, for out of, or with your out of touch and always, you know, popular 330 nap, nothing says more thankful for a homegrown, a homegrown holiday. But in fact, Thanksgiving was more than just a holiday. It's a piece of American history, you know, from the, you know, the pil pilgrims coming around. But what happened, you know, was there a Thanksgiving before 
pilgrims, you know, so you thought, you know, they're, you know, they only came when, you know, they came, but actually, despite the reality of American history being much more complicated, especially when it comes to really uh, retaliations, if you could call them that, with the native people who occupied this land long before we moved into inverted, uh, there was even a larger misconception about the origin of Thanksgiving. Nonetheless, of what we may have learned from the elementary school teachers, television, and maybe even our out-of-touch aunt, there is another story that predates the uh, Puritan pilgrimage to the New World, one that goes decades further back to the Spanish spoilers and the true first European set settlement in America, and that is St. Augustine. Many think the pilgrims becoming the first Europeans to build a community in North American soil, but that is far from the truth. On their arrival in 1620, another colony in America was already 50 years old and thriving, many miles south along what is now Florida's eastern coastline. The colony is St. Augustine, founded in 1565 by the Spanish Admiral Pedro Menendez de Alvarez in what had been occupied ever since, even despite changing hands between the Spanish and the British several times before Florida was a con uh, acquired by the, the United States in 1819, making it by far the oldest continuously occupied Euro European settlement in the Americas. In fact, St. Augustine is a city of first, the first city government, first school, first hospital, first city plan, first parish church and even the first mission to the native populations. Then it becomes the first European influences in the Americas. The ancient city has all the bases covered. But what about Thanksgiving? There is no arguing that the Spanish settlers in St. Augustine predated the pilgrims in New England. But Thanksgiving is about more than who got here first. It's all about coming together with people who you care about and making new friends and celebrating everything you have to be thankful for. We all know how the Pilgrims' first Thanksgiving played out. We've seen it time and time again. But what about the Spanish in St. Augustine? Did they have the real first Thanksgiving? You know what? Turns out they did. And long before the pilgrims plucked their first turkey, the Spanish colonizers in St. Augustine were celebrating how thankful they were to be alive and healthy in the new world. In fact, this celebration 
held in form of the Catholic Mass, followed by a giant feast, was not a different from our notorious meal that the pilgrims on the map. When Martinez de Alvarez and 1800 Spanish settlers came the first to shore in 1565, they had a lot to celebrate. Not only they had survived the long voyage, which was accomplishment in those days, but they were also coming ashore during the nativity and blessed Virgin Mary and very different the day according to the church calendar. The, la the landing party led by St. Augustine, the first pastor, Father Francisco Lopez de Mendoza Gonzalez came together and celebrated the traditional feast day with fast of Thanksgiving, a religious ceremony that would have looked similar to the Spanish Catholic Mass held today. It wasn't until after the ceremony, though, that the real Thanksgiving could commence, as Martinez de Alvarez did not only lay out a great feast for both his men and the settlers, but also for the Tumaca and native tribe who they had traded with into the past and met upon their arrival. The meal which uh, would have looked much different from the traditional turkey and stuffing we know today, would have likely been made of some food the settlers have been enjoying the voyage. This included hard sea biscuits, red wine, and hardly stew made of salted pork, rubanzo beans, also known as chuck if any traditional Thanksgiving opinions had been available, it would have been have seen brought by the Tamaska, who did not not only had access to Turkey, but to other staples such as maize, which is corn, beans, and squash. However, it is not documented whether or not they were part of the meal preparation. They did, on the other hand, participate in mass. What exactly the Tomaka must have thought of the foreign religious ceremony is not known, but in his journals, Father Lopez noted that the Indians admitted all they saw and done, likely in the attempt to indicate the peaceful friendship of the Spanish. Of course, from the Spanish perspective, this common, this communion with the Tomaca could have been little more than first step in aggressive Christian conversion strategy. But the similarities between their peace offering and pilgrims breaking bread with the Wanamog tribe tribe in Plymouth could not be ignored. This coupled with all other similarities still leaves most of us with one question. Why wasn't Thanksgiving feast and St. Augustine realized as first America as America's first? Well, has to do with rewriting history. Despite event 
uh, being well documented, the irony of the classic Catholic Mass being the true inspiration of Thanksgiving holiday and not the only famous feast of Puritan pilgrims who were notoriously anti-Catholic is not lost on history and has even led to a great deal of controversy. It is not only recently thanks the hard work of few historians in Florida that the real history has finally made it to mainstream. Now many other historians have started to back the claim that St. Augustine and not Plymouth is the true source of American tradition. However, tradition is tradition. And the story of the pilgrims and the Wampamog were became closely intertwined with the holiday in its folklore and its historical accuracy had been taken the back seat uh, time honored festivities and devoted cultural motifs. Today, the only memory of the real first Thanksgiving is marked by a 200 foot, a 250 foot cross and the mission of Nombre de Donos, a small church that suits the original landing site of settlers just 300 yards north of the famously haunted Castello de Santa Marcos, where the, where the rest of the uh, city's sordid history was lingered for many more than three centuries. With such long and complicated past, there is no shortage of restless spirits in St. Augustine. From the haunted hotels to private, to pirate uh, pilgrimages, pillages, uh, and perhaps everything in between, there's not a square inch of the ancient city that did not hold some vintage of the people that came before us. Considering so much haunted history, it would be hard to believe that some vintage of the first Thanksgiving had been left behind or even attached themselves to one of the many locations that were still tied to the holiday's roots. Well, maybe it has. The settlers themselves that participated in the first Thanksgiving may not haunt the city, but descendants of the Tomanka who once greeted them in peace certainly do, despite friendly relations. Uh, during the first mass of Thanksgiving, it wasn't long before a Spanish relationship with the Tomanka began to sour. Proof of his of this fragile relationship still stands today in form of the Castillo de, de San Marcos, which is not only built from the labor of the Tomaca, at one point served as internment er, internment prison for those who could not consent er, to Spanish rule. Not just the Comica either, 
but Seminole, Apache, and others as well. Because of this, many native uh, native lives were lost at the Castillo, at least number of just a reminder of how first Thanksgiving, as well as values it tried to represent quickly disinterrogated a theme of that would unfortunately play out again a thousand miles north of the pilgrims in New England of North American spirits that were left behind a grim reminder of many tribes disinterrogations and the hands of plagues, wars, and Spanish were most well-known linger in the the Castillo de San Marcos itself only to find hundreds of yards only a few hundred yards from the first Thanksgiving. There, the spirits of Native American men called out the, from the first of the jail cells and torture chambers of old. Come even speak of old Seminole chief known as Orasolas, who wanders the ground at night and even been seen jumping from ramparts perhaps still hopping for freedom. It just goes to show you that while St. Augustine may have been home of the first real Thanksgiving, it comes to came to all a cost and one that we are still paying to this day. So whether it's the pilgrims in Plymouth or the Spanish in St. Augustine, that is important is understanding the truth behind this complicated holiday. And to all, whatever you, whatever your religion is, whatever you guys come from, I hope that we all come together as one, lay down the arms, lay down the disagreements, and hopefully we can come together in peace and harmony instead of bickering and in wars we be able to break bread together maybe have a truce for a very long time after this wonderful thanksgiving that can last a lifetime and my wonderful wishes is to everyone. Have a very and blessful Thanksgiving. And have a wonderful night. And please be, have peace on earth and goodwill to men. Until next time, this is your Thanksgiving host, Joe the Ghost Guy, wishing you a very happy and safe Thanksgiving.
please leave us a rating on our podcast. It will help us better with our investigations and podcast. And if you want to join our group, go to patron.com, find our show and become a paranormal investigator and become a member of the team. You can receive this podcast transmission from the following channels. Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, or anywhere else you can receive transmissions. You can catch any and new episodes on YouTube at Ghost Stories and the Unusual Paranormal Podcast, and on TikTok at Joe the Ghost Guy. You can reach us by the following, Facebook at Joseph Scott or Joseph Michael Scott, X or Twitter at Joe the Ghost Guy. Write us an email at theparanormalghoststories at gmail.com. No job is too big. No fee is too big. We are ready to believe you.